Hey guys, happy Halloween. We have a spooky topic for you today. Bad jobs and killer bosses. Ah! <laughs> okay. I want to keep that scream scary but low. <laughs> okay. As always, I am Becca and I'm here with my very, very best friend, Chelsea. What up, though? So, uh, to start us off today, I'm going to let Chelsea kick it off, because let's be honest, she's had some not-so-great-luck with with jobs in the past, so. And I'm not just talking about the ones I've gotten fired from. No, <laughs> there's all kinds. Okay, where to start with this one? Um, Take okay. it back to the OG. Yeah. So when I was freshly 16 and my dad had threatened me for like the fifth time that I needed to get a job and pay for my car insurance, I went with one of my high school friends down to a restaurant in town and we filled out applications. We ended up both getting hired onto this job as hostesses. And at first it was just like a job. I come there, do it, leave. Like I didn't really have any attachments to anybody except for my friends. But the longer I stayed there, the longer I got to know everyone and the more I got suspicious of some of them and friendly with the others. And I don't take friendly the wrong way. I didn't mean that like naked friendly. But uh, <laughs> She was 16. She wasn't like she is now. I was innocent at 16. <laughs> That's right. She was. I'll, I'll vouch for that. Anyway, so the owners of this restaurant were were opposites and similar in so many ways. It was a couple that were the owner of this restaurant. The female was aggressive and scary, like scarier than my mother. And she just gave you this look. Like if you got in trouble, I mean, you thought she was for sure going to slice and dice you. You were done. You're going to be served with the food. <laughs> And the guy, on the other hand, he was just odd. He just struck me as so odd, only because of this particular moment that I will never forget. I was in the bathroom because part of being the hostess is you have to do side work before you leave. And of course, the shitty ass side work is cleaning the shitty bathrooms. And I was back in the employee bathroom, stocking shit up, minding my own business. And all of a sudden, I hear the door close, so I kind of look over my shoulder, see someone standing behind me, I turn around, what the fuck, it's my boss, and he's just like looking at me, smiling, I was like, what the fuck? He's like, I guess now we're both stuck in here. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about, that moment that your heart drops to your butt, and you're like, I'm about to fucking die. And what is so bad is that I was gonna die in a bum-ass bathroom, in a really not so good restaurant they only were famous for the queso they only had one plaque for the queso and it was okay. so hot <laughs> i was about to die now i don't know if he was just feeling creepy or what but uh i was just like okay i'm gonna go now and uh out i went i scurried off but i will never forget that moment and as odd as this is gonna sound i worked at that restaurant for a very long time like once i gave my original notice, I ended up going back and back and back and back. And when I got in my accident in 2014, I wanna say, I ended up going back again just to have a part-time job while I did like some speech therapy and shit. 
but we'll get into that at a later date. Oh, yeah, we can devote a whole episode to Chelsea's accident. <laughs> so that was just the owner, though. Let me let me dive into the other characters there. There was two other managers, actually three. There was three, but two of them that stuck out the most to me were these two older guys. One guy was like, what do we say, 10 years older than me? Yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds about right. And then the other guy was a little bit closer to my age, but you got to think, like, I was 16 when I started, so then I was 17, 18, even at 18, like, my voice, the way I look, I still looked pretty young. I mean, besides the fact that I'm, like, 5'10", most people never, ever guess my age correctly. But, um, so one of the managers was attractive, kinda. To a degree. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he caught my eye, okay, and... Unfortunately for me, I was too young for him. We did, like, some flirty on and off. You know, like, I had this move I do where, like, I would go into the kitchen and, like, say something witty and then not even wait for his response and just be like, hair flip, boom, through those double doors. Boom. What happened to you? I lost my game. I got old. (laughs) I got lazy. I'm trying to be single and ready to mingle, but I'm lazy, so the two kind of counter-interact. It never works out. <laughs> but um, that guy ended up being in a odd little love triangle with um, actually the other manager that takes part in this story. I do not want you guys to think I'm shitting on this other guy at all. He ended up being like a really good friend of mine. I ended up introducing him to his now wife and he's living his best life. He's doing great. Yeah, I, I creep on him every now and then on Facebook and he's doing just fine. But at this time, and I'm going to say that I was probably 19, and then from then up, like, till I actually 100% quit, and he met the girl, and they carried on the relationship. So, he kind of had a thing for me, and um, I like to think that I'm not naive, but I'm sure there are times when I am. And at first, I was just thinking, like, oh, he's just a really friendly boss. You know, maybe I'll get a raise out of this. Nah. No raise. No nothing. I got ice cream and grilled cheeses for free. Okay? But this guy ended up, like, expressing to me that, like, he wanted to go out on the date. And um, I was just not about it because I was 20, maybe, at the oldest. He was, like... In his 30s, I want to say. Probably early 30s, yeah. So we were just in two completely different times in our life. Like, I was just now becoming 20. I couldn't even legally drink alcohol. I couldn't even legally step into the bar area of the restaurant without getting yelled at. <laughs> he was doing his thing. It just, it would have never worked. And so I was just trying to keep it casual. Just, like, trying not to lose the friendship. I was just like, let's just keep things the way they are. Blah, blah, blah. But um, needless to say, I told you guys, I introduced him to someone. They're doing great. He's doing great. He's awesome. He doesn't even work at that restaurant anymore, so kudos to him. I don't thank God, and I don't ever have the option to because I live in Florida now, and there's not one over here. Thank goodness. There is another person that came from this place that I worked at, but... I want to save him for a later time because he gets his own special story. 
Oh, for sure, yeah. He gets his own. I just gave you all, like, a nice little glaze over of that. There is so much behind-the-scenes shit that needs to be expressed that has to do a lot with this third person. We gotta save that for a later time. I can't... That's all. I can't even... can't even. So after I quit there, I became a CNA. And Becca, tell them what that means. And tell them what it don't mean. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, a CNA stands for Certified Nurses Assistant, as in someone that assists a nurse. Mm -hmm. Basically, like... The stuff that you learn is you're taking vitals, you're sometimes cleaning up after people, just basically doing everything that's necessary before the nurses can actually come in and do their part. But so many times... That's not the case. That's not the case. And and I want to just preface this by saying that we are not nurse haters. Chelsea's sister is a nurse. She's a great nurse. Like, we, we don't hate on nurses. But honestly, like, nurses... It's just like anyone, they're humans, and there's a lot of nurses that like to basically just make a CNA do their work or do all the shitty work, and it's it's like some of them just won't get off their freaking asses as long as you're there to do their job. That Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, so true. Okay. That is so true. I've been a CNA in all different types of situations, in nursing homes, hospitals, what have you not. And I have run into my fair share of someone that would go into a room, be interacting with a patient, come out, spend the next five to ten minutes looking for me to tell me that I needed to go into that room and do something. The room that they just left. Okay? No. No, no, no. I have five other siblings. I've never grown up with that kind of, if you see something that needs to be done, you do it. You don't go look for someone else that, oh, you need to do this. Right. No. And I'll be telling them that. I told them all through the hospital, up and down them halls. No, no, no. Are your hands broke? Arms broke? That's what my mom used to say to me. You can't do the dishes if your hands broke. <laughs> God. <laughs> Needless to say, um, CNA life was fun. And I love, I loved my patients for the most part. Um, but I did not stay in that end of the medical field for very long. I ended up doing more kind of like behind the scenes work in the medical field, like an office job. I mean, it's just, it's just a lot more simpler. It's more computer stuff, which I'm pretty good at. And it was just better for me. That's kind of what I've got now. Can I just say, uh, there's so many times when Chelsea would come either to my house or we would be hanging out after she would get off work at the hospital and I mean she would be doing y'all can google these terms later enemas she'd be cleaning colostomy bags doing all kinds of nasty shit and then would just come over and just start eating and I'm like how can you just eat and it would be like nasty looking really gross food or whatever. And I hate all my burritos. Yeah, and like she'd be eating beans. a fucking bean burrito right after touching someone's shit. Literal shit. And so, it. oh my God, I mean, I'll have to I say, don't know how. There are several different ways I pictured myself, like, winding up next to a dead body. None of them ever pictured me, like, being a worker that had to clean up the body. And I, when I say clean up, I mean legit, like I had to give a deceased individual like a quick little bath 
because your body does a lot of different stuff when you pass away and you need to kind of be clean and tidy before the coroner can take you down to the freezer. It's gross. It's it's just gross. But yeah, I mean, once it you has do to it be enough done. times, yeah, once you do it enough times, I mean, you can go, you know, clean up a deceased individual, take them down to the morgue, and then come back up and have a sandwich, have a sub. Oh yeah, she be eating sub. lunch right after. Oh my <laughs> god, I don't know how. I don't know how you do that. Um, but I think you really need to speak about the craziest job I think you've ever had, or at least the most degrading. Um, yeah. And that would be this... And that's saying a lot. Yeah. This is a major insurance, health insurance company. And um, I'm not going to name names, but basically they have a specific side of the insurance company that deals with a government-funded type of insurance. I won't say what kind, but we'll just leave it at that. So pretty much, my friend had told me about this place. He said that he had just gotten a job there, that they were hiring out the wazoo, and just to do an interview to see if I get it. I got the interview. I ended up getting the job. We end up going into training. And the training was like, okay, like, you know, they're very thorough because they trained us. I thought they were training us, like, piece by piece. Like, eventually we would do everything, but we would start out with what we start doing in the beginning. No, 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 no. They gave you the basics and then pushed you out there to fend for yourself. Every man for themselves, Trial much. by fire. Yes, exactly. I cannot tell you guys how many times I was told that I was a bitch, which I've been told I'm a bitch a lot, okay? But usually if it's by a stranger, it's at a bar in the middle of the night, so it doesn't hurt as much. I don't get butt hurt over someone calling me a bitch because like, I stepped on their toe or whatever. I accidentally bumped them. No, no, no. This was repetitively from Monday to Saturday, 10-hour shifts, talking to all of these people all day long on the phone, them screaming at me that I'm stupid, that I work for scammers, that I'm cheating them, I'm cheating their children out of a good life, I'm killing their children, as some of them like to say. It was the most traumatic experience I've had with a job and as you guys know I literally just told you that I cleaned up deceased bodies decaying bodies I cleaned them up took them to the morgue so that says a lot that every single day on my lunch break I went outside and cried for 30 minutes and called my mom that job was the worst and if you are one of those people that is like for any amount of money I can handle whatever bullshit bullshit I bet you could not sit in a single chair, not speak to anyone else but the people that are telling you that you're an asshole and pretty much like tearing you down as a human being without even seeing your face or anything. I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'll say it a million times. Your sanity is not worth a dollar amount. Like no money in the world is worth losing your sanity over. And I will, I, I, it's a generational thing. I know it is, but I will disagree with anyone that's like, you could pay me anything and I'll sit there and get yelled at all day. It's like, no, not when you spend, most people I think spend what, like 50% of their time at their job and Chelsea was working mandatory, mandatory overtime. So she was there for like probably 60 hours a week. I stayed there for six months. 
six months, 60 hours a week. It was just getting bitched at constantly. Oh, and when they, um, phone calls, when you're calling customer service and they say like, this phone call may be recorded. Oh, that's the truth. (laughs) That's the truth, Chelsea, isn't it? That is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I just want to say that there comes a time in all of our lives when we take off our little boy pants and put on our doll pants, okay? Because I really came into myself in that job and I started telling people just what I thought of them to counteract what they thought of me. And um, there is one particular line that I'm famous for that everyone in my family and friend group seems to know. And pretty much this person asked me a question. I gave them the answer and he was not accepting it. And he said, I don't understand why you can't just take my information and put it in the computer. And I said, because I'm not a freaking magician. And that is the truth. And guys, those phone calls are definitely recorded. You do not sound as good as you think you sound because (laughs) that phone call would later be played back to me in a meeting with my supervisor. And he looked at me and he said, what made you think it was okay to say that? And I gave him like a watered down, like fake answer, like it wasn't okay, blah, blah, blah. When really, I wanted to say, let me just list off the the reasons why I thought it was okay to say that. You've deprived me of any kind of social life. You've deprived me of fresh air. All I'm getting is negativity, negativity, negativity. Ten hours a day. That wears on a person. It's like when you stick a person in a hole away from other people and they have to do the same thing every day, they go nuts. And I was going nuts. And I got to tell you, I'm already a little nutty. So it was not good. (laughs) Needless to say, I quit that job. They can kiss my ass. That place sucks. And now it's so funny because I see so much different shit about them across social media and news and whatnot. It doesn't surprise me one bit. There is, however, let let me rephrase what I just said. I dislike that place, I dislike a lot of people in that place, but there is one person in there that I love. She is my only friend that I made in the six months that I was there. (laughs) And I wanna give her a quick shout out because she asked me to mention this moment from our first episode when we were talking, she wanted this part mentioned. Me and my supervisor, that was not our first interaction that we had had. I think the most memorable thing that he probably attaches to me and my face is if any of you are opera fans and you saw the Phantom of the Opera movie, Gerard Butler, I know you guys know what I'm talking about, ladies, you know, and the main girl in that, Emmy Rosam, Rosam. Yeah. She's like innocent little Christine, you know, getting seduced by Gerard Butler, okay? And you all know that if you watch Shameless, she's Fiona, the main character in that one. She's not so innocent. (laughs) She is the complete opposite. And I was trying to explain the the show Shameless to my friend. And I said, the only difference is, is that there's a lot of scenes where she is very bare-breasted. And as soon as the breasted it left my mouth I realized that my supervisor was walking by us at the time 
he stopped dead in his tracks, turned around, and he said, whoa, 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 what? I guess he thought I was on the phone, like, talking bare about rare-breasted women to our customers. I mean, honestly, that might have helped me if I was, if I did that before, because I talked to a lot of men, okay? Maybe it would have helped, I don't And know. I could have put on my, I don't know if I have one, but I would have dug deep to find a seducing phone voice. And we could talk about bare breasted as all day. All day. I would have rather talked about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But that was a quick little wrap up of my jobs. I have one right now. Testing it out. So far, it's, it's awesome. I like the people that I work with. Crossing my fingers that um, they never find out about the freaking magician thing. Sometimes it's necessary to let people know that you're not a freaking magician. <laughs> I'm just not one to be tampered with anymore. <laughs> no, and I've I've worked a lot of retail jobs, and I know what you're saying. You you wish there was so many things that you could say to customers, and you said it. And I'm jealous because I've never had that moment or that word left my mouth that I wanted to say to someone's face. Once you get past the first one, the rest comes easy. The rest of them, they just start coming out. So, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and I'll just, I'll do a quick recap of my past few jobs. I'll, I'll start with my first job that I ever had. Um, I was working at a music store. I know, they actually existed once upon a time. Um, it was in the mall, close to my house. I was, I think, 15, because I wasn't able to drive yet. So, I started at this job, and I loved it. Like, this is definitely not part of my bad jobs. I'm not bad-mouthing it. I loved this job. I just want to throw in the fact that as a 15-year-old girl who was homeschooled and grew up in an extremely Christian home, they had me selling porn at this job. And I didn't even realize it until probably six months in when like a 65 year old man came up to me with some anime porn. And I was like, what is this? And yeah, my boss was like, oh, you, you know, just type in their birthday and sell them this porn. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I'm so sheltered. This like shook my little world. It was crazy. But the rest of that job was amazing. So um, right after that, I started working at a restaurant that was a chain. Um, I guess there's still a few around. And I was a hostess. I think I was 16 when I started there. Um, pretty much every guy that worked there with me was like maybe five, six years older. Um, I want to say they were like in their mid twenties, maybe 10 year difference at the most, except for the manager. And the manager was probably 40 ish. Um, he was a complete motherfucking sleazeball. Like, I remember now, like, in my interview, he was talking to me about um, seeing me at the gym and, like, that I had good form or whatever. It was so weird. But somehow I took the job anyway. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, there was moments where he would talk about, like, how he liked that we wore yoga pants. He specifically said that to me. He called me little butterfly all the time um and he was just constantly making comments about the other servers asses and like how everyone looked and eventually it came down to um his like long-term girlfriend ended up breaking up with him and we were all kind of wondering what happened well 
Turns out he was chatting with a transgender porn star. Um, and yeah, they were like videoing back, back and forth over email. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how his relationship ended. And then when the restaurant closed down, he ended up getting a fist fight with the owner. It was just, it was just a crazy, crazy day. Um, I won't get too much into the different salon jobs that I've had, um, cause I've had quite a few and I mean, yeah, I've had some different shit happen at them. I, I will say I do have a horror story did not have to do with the job. It had to do with me and what I did. Um, I was like fresh out of hair school and this woman wanted like blonde all over. Like she's been doing heavy, heavy highlights and 18 year old me that doesn't know anything about hair yet was like, oh, we'll just slap some bleach on your new growth. And for anyone that knows how to do hair knows that that was a bad thing to do. Um, she ended up like freaking out the saying that the bleach was burning her scalp so then I had to take it off well then of course her roots are orange and her ends are like the nice pretty blonde so I'm like oh I'll just tone your roots and that'll help so of course I put this toner on her roots and it gets all over her ends and her ends turn purple I wash that out I try to fix it then her hair turns green I mean not like neon green it was like a nice um mossy mossy mush <laughs> mush green it mossy. was so bad and I just whenever I got finished I, I mean I'm lucky that this woman wasn't just cussing me out I and mean, she was honest and she was like I don't like it and I said you know I'm gonna have someone else fix this because I, I clearly don't know what I'm doing and I went in the back and I cried um but yeah that was I just want you guys to know for the record Becca did not tell me this story until a couple weeks ago it's because it's embarrassing. It was, I mean, I cried so hard and I just, I questioned my life at that point. Cause I was like, am I even in the right career? Um, but anyone that's, like I said, anyone that does hair knows like you have those moments where you're like, fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But, uh, I will also say I totally did Chelsea's hair last night. Cause little miss decided that she wanted to go from red to platinum and yeah. Ladies. Don't do it. Don't do it in one session. Okay. I know better, and I still did it anyway. It is not worth the battle, okay? And you are under the assumption that you are invincible and that you also grow invincible locks from your scalp. Honey, you don't. No, and strong chemicals like bleach, they love to eat hair. Hair turns too mush. Okay, we had the mush going on. The mush mush was all over. And um, I normally am not one of those kind of people that freaks out about my hair. Becca has done a lot of different things to my hair, not messing it up. I'm just saying we've tried out a lot of different looks, a lot of different colors. And yeah, and Ch- Chelsea's one of the, like, no offense, but you're, like, one of the worst people to do hair on. Because every six months it changes back and forth between That's really, really dark to red to blonde. Which, again, anyone that does hair knows that's a pain in the fucking ass. But it's because I'm lazy. Yeah. The blonde is a lot of work. It's a lot of work to put it on. And I always forget that it's also a lot of work to keep it up. Because you got to do the roots. And I was born a blonde, had a baby. But for some reason, in my older age, my roots are dark as fuck. And gray. And, so you get yes. salt and pepper. But not only that. And like, gray. Watch it the red. Me. It's the red. 
everyone always thinks they're going to look so good as a redhead and then you do it and it's good for like two weeks and then you realize it makes you look super fucking pale and you look like a penny yeah and it turns (laughs) copper so fast if you don't keep it up so of course then everyone's like okay get it out get it out and red is the hardest to keep and the hardest to get rid of but anyway I could talk about hair forever Pennywise. I will talk about this one salon I was actually not doing hair at. I was a receptionist there. Uh, Again, I'm not going to name any names of these places. I will say, we're just going to call my boss, the main guy that owned the salon, we're just going to call him the Nazi, because that's basically what he was. And I know that's like a super offensive term, but honestly, he kind of fucking deserves it. So... As a receptionist, my job was super easy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You go in, you sit at a chair, and you answer the phone. You make appointments. Super easy. Why did this man feel the need to make my job so difficult? I don't know. And, I mean, it was just stupid little things that kept piling up, starting with, like, if I clocked in a minute too early, he would tell me to wait to clock in. If I answered the phone before, I think three rings was his rule. Like, on the third ring, I was allowed to answer the phone, because you had to seem busy, of course. Um, And then if I didn't answer it on the third ring, he'd freak out, too. Uh, There had to be um, an exact amount of towels rolled for the shelf, Um, And then the ones that were folded had to be folded an exact certain way. And the coffee, he would tell me if I made it with just like a quarter of a scoop too much or too little. He would tell me he could taste it and he would come up and make me remake the coffee for the entire salon. Um, And really what it came down to, oh no, he also liked to come up to my desk, sit in my chair and answer the phone. I don't know why he did this. He was like such a control freak that he felt like he needed to do my job for me. And basically he wasn't good at it. He would mess up appointments. He had a very thick accent that no one could really understand on the phone. So when people would call about appointments and his handwriting was awful, like he would, they made us keep a paper appointment book, a paper appointment book. No one does that anymore. But their computer system was so unreliable, they had to do it on paper. So he would write down appointments in his god-awful handwriting, and no one would be able to tell what it said later. Basically, it it all came to a header when um, I came in early, and no one else was there except for him and another stylist. She had been there for a long time. I actually think she was, like, part owner with this guy. Um... And he was asking her opinion. Now, meanwhile, the two of them are sitting at my desk. I'm like walking around because I don't know what to do because they're sitting in my chair. And um, like I've already done all my opening duties. All that's left to do is sit in my goddamn chair and do my job. But anyway, he's like asking her for her opinion about something. And when she gives her opinion, which totally made sense for the subject, he tries to tell her like, no, she's wrong, that's a stupid idea, he's just, like, bad-mouthing her, and just going on and on and on, and finally, I'm just, like, over it, and I tried to defend her, and I was like, actually, I think she makes a really valid point, and tried to back her up, and, and he basically was like, no, you don't talk, you don't know what you're talking about, no one asked for your opinion, go away, 
And that's the day I quit because I was like, I cannot take this anymore. I would have been like, how do you say fuck you in German? <laughs> Russian. He was, to- yeah, he was Russian. Russian. All right. Um, he all was, right, all right. Yeah. And I mean, he would just sit in the break room and just like talk politics to me all day long. And I'm like, dude, I don't do politics. I just don't. And like, you should know as an employer not to do that either. But anyway, I mean, eventually, and I loved everyone there but him, like all the stylists, shout out to you all if you all ever listened to this, you all were amazing, and I'm sorry I left you with that asshole, but let's just be honest, that's what he is. Um, True day. I Like I said, I did work a lot of retail, and for anyone that has worked retail, you can relate. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. I never really had anyone from our generation come up to me and bitch about stuff. But constantly, people that were like 40 and over would be like, where's this? What do you mean I can't use an expired coupon? What do you mean you're closing right now? What do you mean you won't open early for me to come in? I've been banging on the door at 8.55 and and you don't open till 9. I just, so many things about retail just irked my nerves. I had to get out of there. It was god awful. But again, like she said, we both have new jobs now. We're liking them. Hoping that they um, stay good. Um, And that's really all we have to say about our terrible jobs that we have gone through and our terrible bosses that we've had to deal with. But I do want to say one of the biggest reasons for this episode and the fact that it's dedicated to jobs is because Becca and I have come to the realization that we have experienced a lot as far as our jobs go. No, we don't have an actual career or a college degree. But the one thing we have realized is that we were not made to work a regular 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. job. No, I don't I don't think we are. We are just so if we're you, special. If you feel the same way, I highly, highly recommend get out of your comfort zone, do something new, try anything new, create, go crazy. And I mean, worst comes to worst, start a podcast and talk about your day. Yeah, even if no one listens like, you know, ours, we still have fun talking to each other. <laughs> yes. And speaking um, of podcasts, though, just real quick, if you want an addictive podcast besides ours, okay, because ours is addictive, Crime Junkie Podcast. Oh my gosh, we're obsessed. It'll we make listen. you paranoid as fuck. Yeah, it really will. I mean, <laughs> Nick said something to me earlier about somebody like, oh, they went to lunch and I'm thinking, oh my God, they didn't come back from lunch. And he's like, no, you're being extra dramatic. That's not what I was saying. You're being extra junkie. Yeah. So shout out to the girls that do that podcast. We listen to you all the time. Literally, we sit in the living room, no TV on, no nothing on, and just listen to the show. We love it. We're obsessed. Um, but I think that is a wrap, motherfuckers. For wait, no. Two. I want to mention the fact that oh, no. I was getting ready to go out for Halloween. Oh, God. I was going to be a mermaid. I am no longer going to be a mermaid because the costume that I bought, and I'm a shout out to Walmart. You all suck. Bought these cheap ass pants at Walmart. I put them on. I'm like, normally I'd be feeling myself, but I am not. They are like to my ass crack. And I'm like trying to get ready and they split completely down the crack. Like huge hole where my butt crack is. I wouldn't say it was where your butt crack is. It was where my butthole was. It was a pretty accurate split. (laughs) If the pants are doing it on purpose, it was pretty accurate. (laughs) 
Needless to say, I am not going to be a mermaid tonight. I don't know what I'm going to be. That's like a couple hours away. I'm going to be asleep, guys. <laughs> Shout out to the people that got to work tomorrow. I, do, I have to work tomorrow, too, just not till later. I'm going to pretend like I'm 21 again tonight. Whoop, whoop. Jesus Christ. Well, moving on. My back hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Um, join us next Thursday. We got something juicy for you. Oh, my. (laughs) All right. Subscribe as usual and moving on. Bye.